121 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast, and this is, I guess this is technically a three-parter, which you'll see here in a second, Uh, but you got Spence and Buzz introducing this one uh, because um, some of us were on assignment last weekend uh, with a bit of an up and back to Chicago, which if you haven't read the the title of the episode, which I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it should hint that some of us went to wind up over the weekend in Chicago, but... um, yeah, there's a three-part episode, but we figured we'd introduce it, get a little bit of a, a little bit of a wrist check, drink check, and some fresh form finds, and to kind of top you guys off. Um, so with that, Buzzy, what's in the glass? What's on the wrist? All right, uh, in the glass tonight is a Psychopathy by Mad Tree Brewing, which I've, I've used this one before. Uh, it is delicious. It's an IPA. Uh, and I'm drinking it because it was cold and available, and I don't have any fratter days left again. So, yeah, I do think I'm going to have to find a 30 rack. Um, do you not have a mini fridge somewhere? Do you not have your, like, old college mini fridge? I still have mine in the basement. I don't. I mean, it, it did uh, Yeoman's work for a long time, kept, kept many a 30 rack cold. And I actually had one that was like kind of the in-between not the classical dorm room fridge size but not like a full-on fridge i seem to remember being able to fit about 90 beers in it so yeah it, it uh lived a good life but it's it's gone in refrigerator heaven where where the freon never le- leaks <laughs> and the compressors never seize up I'm trying to remember. I honestly think, I think mine might have done two tours in Morrissey Manor. I really think it did, because I had it for four years, and then we had it in South Bend, and my brother-in-law, who's eight years younger than me, lived in Morrissey, and he moved in when we were there. And we at the time we had a garage fridge at our old house in Northern Indiana, so we we're like, hey, if you want it. So he had it for another four years in Morrissey. I had it for three in Morrissey and then one in Castle Point. And then when he graduated, I reclaimed possession of it and it came down to Cincinnati because at that point we'd moved to Cincy and it's now in our storage room down here. It doesn't get the most action, but it still exists because we have a garage fridge, we have a main fridge, and then we have, we have that basement one. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll make an appearance out here at some point. I don't know. Um, but it's done two tours of duty and it's still going strong. Castle Point, was it up in the loft? With a loft no, fridge? No, we did not have a loft. We just uh, had a... It was me and my buddy, Brian. We had a... Uh, uh, we did not have a loft. We just had the, uh, the the single story. Now, the funny thing, though, you're talking about college mini fridges. Our dorm president in Morrissey, who was like... He was my age uh, when he was our... Like, when he was our president, I walked into his room and I was like, Phil, it's like, how is that even... How is that... How is that legal? Because I'm looking at this thing, and it is definitely, like... It had a freezer on top. It had one of those top freezers. It was one of those mini fridges that had a top freezer. And I was like, there's no way that's there's no way that's five cubic feet. He goes, ah, but you see, the rules say that the refrigerator can be no bigger than five cubic feet. The refrigerator is no bigger than five cubic feet. Didn't say anything about the freezer. <laughs> I was like, I like that. That's a guy who is, I, I don't know if he's a lawyer now or not, but I'm like, somebody's like, hey, that, it, you it, guys it, don't talk about the freezer. The fridge very, is five cubic feet. Very legalistic thought process there. I, I enjoy that one. 
and for all of you that were lucky enough to never be associated uh, with, with Morrissey, they had probably the smallest dorm rooms on campus. So, I mean, that is really, that's really uh, laying it all out there for cold oh, yeah. beverages to put a gigantic fridge in your closet of a room that you shared with two other dudes. My, my, well, it was one other dude. It was all, They were mainly doubles. I, there were some rooms in the chapel wing that were uh, triples, and I think there were, no, there weren't any, there weren't any quads. Now, the interesting thing was, this is just getting to a little bit of Morrissey lore, um, you know, when they added, when they added women in the mid-70s, all the singles in Morrissey became doubles, which was <laughs> interesting. And then there was something, um, it was, it was the RA that we had my freshman year knew somebody who, when he was a freshman, was a senior who had lived in what was known as the Dirty 30. Now, the Dirty 30 in Morrissey, uh, you wouldn't know, um, you wouldn't know this under the current configuration, but the basement study lounge, which is almost the entire, like, bottom level, um, it still had windows that were above grade. Like, it was one of those kind of, like, half dugout basements because it was 80, I think the dorm was 80 years old when I moved in my freshman year. Um, was it, that new? <laughs> we, we did our 80th, either, yeah, it was our 80th uh, anniversary of my freshman year. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, the Dirty 30 was a 30-man suite in the entire basement, and they said that clearly there were more rats than students that were living down there. Eventually, everybody <laughs> got evicted. They turned it into a study lounge. They cleaned it up, but that was like, like that was it, just insanity, but similar to that like the, the 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 way they had it set up was the old quads they turned into common rooms so like you had we had like 10 room or we had like six or seven rooms so we had a 12 man but you had this common room that was like a big like living room or family room that you'd like go and hang out we had like four tvs like six couches everything that was where we'd all hang out so i can remember and I joke because I know some, I had obviously some friends who were a year younger than me who I played dorm football and baseball with, among other things, that like, you know, when they found out they got into Morrissey, they're emailing students or reaching out on Facebook because Facebook was a college thing at the time, saying, hey, I live in Morrissey. We're like, we're all describing what the common room situation was, like how this all worked. Hey, it's really not that bad. Like you have the common room. It's a lot of fun. Um, that was the year, one of the years that like we got boat raced by Ohio State on a couple of bad calls that I think take a, a, a one-score game and make it a three-score game. I will die on that because Anthony Gonzalez fumbled. It was not an incomplete pass. Um, <laughs> just get into that here in a little bit. But they admitted too many male students, like they, just based on like how they worked. More, more male students accepted than admissions were expecting. So the first thing to go were the like the four sections that were all freshmen in Morrissey. It was their common room. So those became triples. So all those kids who were saying, "Hey, it's not that bad. You'll have a common room." They did not get common rooms. They had they go like, "Oh, this is a common room," and three dudes are like, "No, this is our room." <laughs> yeah. Fun yeah stuff. I mean, what uh, what it lacked in in size and amenities, it it, it made up. Four in uh, in charm. I mean, freshman year, I remember going to an Olympics party in the tower and uh, partying with a, a gold medalist. So yes, that was pretty pretty cool. Uh, what was her name? Uh, 
uh, Marielle Zagunas. Yes, I knew. I knew. I had Zagunas. I couldn't remember that. I knew then, it started with an M. Then Andrew McKay, I want to say, I was a gold medalist swimmer in in my dorm. Yeah, the world's yeah. only above ground atom bomb shelter, the Cinderblock Palace <laughs> of Love, Stanford Hall. <laughs> we had a, a Halloween party my sophomore year in the tower, which was a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, all right. Anyway. Well, that that was a pretty good uh, episode of whiskey and Domer stuff. Um, yeah. Yep. I, I'm a rest. <laughs> I wonder if we get there. Yeah, eventually. It is my Monta Sky quest. I, I know that uh, Monta was was at wind up, um, so I figured I should put put on something um, from from them or one of the brands you know that was there. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing it more recently, and kind of funny. I made a pretty comfortable watch. A bit more comfortable actually by shifting the half link to the other side of the clasp. I only huh. use one half link, and uh, yeah, very good. So if you got half links, don't don't think that it's settled. Maybe try shifting it over to the other side. You might find that you like it a little bit better. Yeah. Also, kind of incredulous. This is a sidebar, but uh, that recent wrist cheese was a blast. Still amazed at Brodinke's friend saying he, he didn't like the feel uh, of the Monta. I mean, I, I think that you can... Styling's obviously something that uh, is in the eye of the beholder. But that was, that was, a, weird, that was a weird comment. Because I think yeah, they feel I, pretty damn good. I, I thought it was interesting coming... From, I think that was the... I don't know whether that was the guy who only has a Zen or only has a Seiko. Which, and don't get me wrong, I love me some Seikos. The Zin are very impressive. They just really haven't done it for me, just largely because they're thicker. Um, they tend to be, like, very purpose-built, and that's fine. But, like, I remember when I was considering buying one of the Kronos that Noah had, I, I like I put it on, I was like, holy shit, this thing just wears really thick. Um, so, but I guess that's fine, because those don't do it for me. I, I find it interesting, if it was the Seiko guys, like... Have you picked up a Seiko? Like, I love Seikos, but, like, a good number of them are not known for their tolerances. I mean, we'll go ahead and get into my wrist check. I, I'm wearing my SPB149, which is a watch I love, but the bezel action is okay. It's not great. Um, and, it like, the nice thing about it, it isn't really ever misaligned because, like, there's a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of play. Um, and the uh, the 20-millimeter lugs on this 20-millimeter Tropic that I have on it, which I love the Tropic, uh, there's a little bit of a gap just with the I can see some spring bar so like I know we were complaining about Oris tolerances and you know for the price point maybe they could be tighter maybe things could be a little bit less tight but yeah I just it I I think that goes to the the whole point of that episode was um different things do it for different people um oh yeah and And uh the thing that I really loved on that episode was his one friend's like pure devotion to a single watch i really respect that i respect the heck out of that i think that i realistically could pretty straightforwardly do three watch collection like i said i would be perfectly happy with the three watch collection that i put out um for the decade dance episode but yeah that's 
if you just got one watch that you loved and then forever tore yourself asunder from from the watch game because you'd have to it, it has to be a I, I buy one of these and then it's a clean break yeah well so real quick uh, I am I am not out of natter days so that's where I am what I am drinking we were at the pool with some friends my man had some beer at the pool had some pizza at the pool just had to keep that train going um, yeah I I, I, I find that I would like to get down to fewer watches, but there are some that I know will never leave, and I'm a very sentimental person. I always kind of have been. Um, and I think that the reason I say that is, like, there are watches that will never leave the collection largely because I've gotten to know the people behind them, behind the brand, behind that. And it, it's been a really weird – like, the journey of being a collector was one thing, but the journey of being, you know, 121 episodes now into a podcast – and getting to know people in the industry, there are certain watches that will never leave because of a a connection I feel I have to the Brew Retromatic when it came out. Like just being so excited about about that automatic watch that John released, saying, "You know something, I, John? Don't even send me a sample piece. I'm buying the Burgundy one. Like just don't even bother. Like that's where I'm going." Or or joking with Wes, like, "Hey, I really love the Retrospect too. Like if you want to send the Salmon one, there's a good chance I'm just giving you my credit card number." Uh, so like like there's there's you know there's things like that where you're just like okay this like shoot the PPX the the, the PPX caliber 400 like we essentially asked for that watch um, and it exists so it, it had to join the stable like just so there's just little things like that that if I was if if we hadn't been nerdy enough to decide to want to talk about watches on the internet for other like 14 other people to listen to, then actually it's probably like 18 now, maybe 19. All those listeners. I met a couple of them. Yeah. All those listeners. Woohoo. Yeah. I I think it, uh, there's just something about it that the collection can only get so small because regardless, and I do wear all of my watches, regardless of how, how, like how little I wear certain things, they're never going away because there's always the occasion to bust that out. So, but anyway, no. Um, yeah, we should we should dive right into the fresh form finds um, that we've got. What have you got? Well, I'm curious. I definitely would be diving into this one because okay. this is. But but to to dive, I would have to wear essentially not traditional diving clothing because I would be putting on my long jeans. Ah. Uh, Yes, but with those long jeans, I, w- I would be getting a long jeans heritage diver brown dial full kit. This is on Reddit Watch Exchange subreddit, and uh, this is the forty-two millimeter, so the original size. Uh, as I know, it's the brown dial comes on the leather strap, uh, he, and he is also throwing in a uh, Zulu Diver rubber strap in the sale. Uh, it says near mint condition. Looking at the pictures, I believe believe that very much. Box and papers, and one thousand four hundred dollars payment. So about a cool grand off of the list price. That's a, a nice hefty discount for something that has been lightly used. And also, I mean, it's not on a bracelet. So let's face it, most of the time something gets marked up first. The marks are happening on a bracelet. 
accepts Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, friends and family, goods and services, plus, plus, right, on the price, Bankwire. He'll also accept cryptocurrency. So if anyone wants to lock in those losses, baby, (laughs) (laughs) you can go for it. Too soon? Too soon? It's only a loss if you sell, Spence. That's that's true. That's true. All right, so I got something interesting, which I I honestly don't know what these go for originally, but I feel like this is still a pretty hefty discount. I have a Montblanc Heritage Auto Salmon Dial, which I know was all over the dink when it came out. I feel like this came out a couple years ago. So the one that's um, got the guilloche with the sunray in the middle, the 12369, really sharp-looking watch. Uh, the leather strap does not look like it's been worn a ton. This gentleman is the second owner. Um, not not many marks in it. Box papers. Um, would prefer to sell an estab- to an established watch you seek uh, member. Got a lot of good feedback on there. Um, PayPal. Uh, if you don't have lots of feedback, you consider selling it by wire. So there's a bit of a, a process there. But um, sixteen hundred bucks, I feel, is significantly off msrp for that when he is the second owner um it's a sharp looking watch i, I can remember seeing that one i was like "Ooh, that i want to say these are 40 millimeter if i'm remembering correctly off the top of my head it's not listed in the ad um but it's just it's a sharp looking watch i mean like it's not guilloche it's some sort of like there's a texture on the hour track it's got a good minute track on the outside and then kind of a sunburst i don't know if you remember oh, yeah. that guy yeah, just just a really good looking, really good looking watch. So, um, really, it looks like really short lugs too. So I bet that really hugs the wrist nicely. So, um, and then on the minute track, uh, fifteen thirty forty five, and I would assume twelve because there's a light in there. Um, the little minute markers are red. So just really, really cool looking watch. So, uh, I'm on Mont Blanc's website, and their silver dial one is twenty four thirty five. Okay, so so like eight hundred bucks off. It's not bad. That's I mean that's thirty three percent. So exactly. That's uh, I, I mean I would take a discount thirty three percent on most things that I want to buy. Yeah, just, just and, no not, yeah, and no I'm tax. Yeah, I'm not holding out for so. thirty five or even forty. Yeah. No, that's a that's a pretty good looking watch. So, uh, yeah, nice. that's what I got. Um, you know, our air conditioner has been working double time lately. I don't know about yours. It's been pretty hot. Yes, w- without a doubt. And you know, what helps with sweaty season? Crop a lot of the products from our fine friends over at Manscaped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether your crops need preserved or, or revitalized. Yes. Yes. They've got, and you know, got that magic elixir for you. On occasion, you might even need to tend to those crops. And that's where the lawnmower comes in. Lawnmower 4.0 with the uh, the headlamp or the, the, you know, the LED lamp that helps you see where, where sun doesn't usually get. Because uh, those crops tend to grow regardless of whether or not there's sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Does, yeah. It does, doesn't matter if it's uh, direct sun, shade, you know, mixed. Yep. Yep. They're, they're growing regardless. They are. So um, there's that. Uh, you know, on occasion, and I will say this, 
the hair that comes out of your nose and out of your ears, very much like weeds, stuff that you don't necessarily want to see in certain places. Um, so the weed whacker, uh, used that the other day. Uh, you're going to sneeze. There's no way around it. Like, let's be real. You're going to have to sneeze. You're going to need to blow your nose afterwards. It, but it does, it, I'm impressed with how much, how much it, it really trims up there. So, uh, yeah, kudos to that. And it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not a bad sensation and it's nice and slender. I really like, I really like the design, like the ergonomic design of the weed whacker. It really allows to, to kind of make sure that you're trimming that hair in those, in those really tight to reach places. Okay. So, so top tip, um, no matter what, yeah, obviously you should consider using a, a weed whacker to trim the uh, the nose hairs. Top tip, though, if you're trimming nose hairs, breathe in, hold your breath, trim, breathe out. Blow out. Yep. 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 I'm with you there. Simple, yeah. effective. It's what you want. If you're really looking to help maximize airflow and reduce sweat, not like like we said, you have crop preserver, crop revitalizer, but if you really want to maximize airflow, you should really consider Boxer Reefs 2.0. The mesh panels, a nice cool breeze. Nobody's going to argue with a nice cool breeze on a hot day. And they were a whole 1.0 better than the original to make it really this is clear true. there. So, and I will say, not that important. 1.0 was bad, but there's definitely a noticeable difference in the cut. And if you're somebody who, like me, rarely skipped leg day in high school and college and has a little bit of a, you know, stouter lower half, um, 2.0 will definitely fit better. There we go. Well, and if I don't think if anyone, interested. I don't think anyone out there wants to hear any more about your lower half. So let's let's talk promo code. Hey, don't skip leg day, though. Yeah. You shouldn't skip leg day. That that is uh, that is correct. But you also shouldn't skip. Uh, you also shouldn't skip this deal. Buzzcut for twenty percent off and free shipping. That's right. Promo code Buzzcut for twenty percent off and free shipping. Let them know we sent you, and uh, yeah, keep things cool down there during sweaty season. That's right. With all the great stuff from Manscaped. Mm-hmm. All right. So the rest of the episode, I, I will say, please forgive uh, what is potentially not the best quality audio because, uh, as you as you guys understand, you guys probably saw on the Instagram stories, I'll be posting more pictures as well. Um, very late on Friday night, uh, my buddy Zach and I, from Cincy, Zach from Cincy Strapco and I, decided nobody else was man enough to decide to go up to uh, Red Bar Cincy on short, or from Red Bar Cincy to go to wind up on short notice. Now, we're going to have another episode where we talk to our buddy Soul, who was actually well thought out, well planned ahead, and we'll talk about what he did during wind up because it was pretty baller. But um, Zach and I decided, hey, let's do an up and back to Chicago uh, for wind up on Saturday. So we did. We got in the car at 8 o'clock. From the west side of Cincinnati, where Zach lives, we drove to Chicago. We found a little bit of Chicago traffic. We hung out with some watch brands. Got to got to shake hands. Got to see Zach Weiss, Zach Kazan. Uh, got to meet Gabe, whose Manta was <laughs> the Manta that you're wearing was originally his. Exactly. Got to yeah. meet Got to meet uh, Asher for the first time from Collective. Got to meet John from Brew and shake his hand. Lauren and Lorenzo, uh, the folks from. Um, Oh, geez, now I'm blanking on half the brands that was there. Mike Pearson with Zodiac. Got to see Catlin again for the second time in a week, which is weird. Um, got to meet the folks from Formax. Just 
got to see VJ from or like just all these fun people in this one spot. Uh, uh, Blake Bettner, I got to meet Blake Bettner's wife of all people uh, at, at Wind Up, um, and you know you just got to J- Jason Heaton, James Stacy were there. Just it was just a ton, a ton of fun. To, it was it was a whirlwind of probably about three and a half hours, and I think my favorite part of it though, um, my little sister came. She lives in Chicago. I told her the night before I was like, hey, there's a chance I'm up. Do you want to come come hang out? And she goes. Well, I'm supposed to meet my friend Maggie, and she brought her friend Maggie, and they hung out. They tried on some watches. They're like, like this is weird, but also a lot of fun. Like it just it they had they, they found the bar. There it just it was a really good time. So, um, what you're about to hear at some point when Buzzy and I stop rambling is like a, a very very brief intro of me and Zach in the car on the way up talking about what we were excited to see. And then a recap of what we just saw, kind of once we kind of debriefed and, and had some good, you know, decompressed a bit once we got to uh, to seventy four between uh, Indy and Cincy. So um, you'll hear how many times I changed lanes, probably because my guess is it picked up the turn signals, uh, and I always signal <laughs> before I change lanes. Word to the wise: if you don't, I'm probably going to get mad at you if I'm behind you on the highway. If, if you if you as habit don't signal before you change lanes repent change your ways this is what separates us from the beasts i will say this i probably signal too much i will put on my turn signal just out of instinct as i'm turning into my driveway and my wife will be like they know that they like your neighbors record i was like you know something it's a habit i i'm turning flip the signal i don't really care that i'm signaling to turn into my driveway it's just a good habit to be in use your turn signals folks your, your hands are already turning a wheel in the direction that you need to go. Like you're, you're saying that you are so lazy that you can't extend a finger to trip the, the yep. turn signal. Yep. Anyway, uh, Zach and I had a ton of fun. It was really awesome to try on that many watches, see that many different brands in person. Um, I will say just kind of a, a big shout out. Anybody who wants to go to, I think Wind Up New York is coming up here in a couple months. If you're in the greater New York area, go check it out. I am pretty stoked because given what looked like a pretty, I don't say pretty solid because I was I was talking with Zach uh, Weiss. He, he said he was pretty sure that it was the, one of the bigger, like the, the venue, this is the biggest venue that they've been in in Chicago and it was probably the highest attendance they've had over the two days that we were there so far. I, I'm, I'm assuming Sunday kept it up. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it was, a, a, it seemed like it was successful enough that they'll be back in Chicago next year, which um, for all of our listeners in the Midwest, if you didn't make it, uh, you should consider making the trip next year. I'm going to try to make it a, a longer affair um, than a day trip next year because it'd be fun to go for a couple of days It'd be fun to actually record with some of the brands, record with some of the folks, because they actually had that. Um, we didn't really take advantage of it while we were there, uh, but I was talking with Cat Shoulders, who now works for them and does a lot of media relations. They actually had sp- a space to – they recorded a lot of live stuff with different brands, but you know, for other folks, other media that were going to be there, you could do interviews and things like that. So we didn't take advantage of it this time because this is very last minute, but definitely would love to go up and do that again um, just because it was, it was such a well-run event. It was a ton of fun. Very well organized. Great to see all those folks there in one place. Um, and hopefully they'll be back. Um, I can't imagine they wouldn't be, um, given given how successful it seemed like it was. I mean, shoot, I wanted to show Zach and my sister the Norcane Night Sight, and I was joking with Catelyn. I was like, 
do you not? She goes, I was like, did you guys not bring enough? She goes, yeah, we don't have any. We didn't bring enough. We sold all of them. I was like, well, I guess that's a good problem to have. But, like, I, I can't show Zach the watch I thought was the coolest because he missed the Red Bar meetup the, the week before. <laughs> so, anyway, it is what it is, but it was fun. So you're going to get to hear some substandard audio, so please forgive. But uh, it was a ton of fun. And uh, hopefully hopefully there will be more to come out of that. It was fun to meet some more people. Meets not just meet new people, but also see some old faces um, in person, shake a hand, give a hug. and I think you'll be hearing from some of those folks again very soon. But without further ado, I'll give it to myself and Zach. I guess technically I'm, I'm going to risk check three watches in this episode, which is fun. Pretty good. Yeah, that's, I think that might be a record. And on that bombshell, catch everybody next time. Yes. Oh, for you're still of, recording. Yeah, nice. For those of you uh, listening, <laughs> this is episode 121. You got Spence and my buddy Zach from Cincy Strapco, and we are we are in the car. We are in the car studio, as it were, uh, somewhere uh, just south of Maryville, Indiana, on I-65, and we are on our way to wind up Watch Fair. In the middle of the cornfields. In the middle of the cornfields. Uh, we just passed, for those of you who are familiar with the geography, we just passed probably about a half hour ago all the windmills. Yeah. Um, which, if you've never seen those, uh, it's quite a sight to see for about 30 minutes. And um, if you're ever there at night, they all light up at the same time, uh, the, the little red lights at top, which uh, the first time I saw them was at night, and it scared the crap out of me until I realized what they were. Because seeing probably upwards of 500 lights light it's up crazy. in unison on the horizon is insane. Well, and these things are giant. And you drive right past them, they're right yeah. by the highway. Yes. And they are absolutely monstrous. Well, and we also saw a crop-dusting helicopter. We did. That was kind of cool. That was really cool, because you're like, you saw him do a dive. I was like, what is this guy doing? And it's like, oh, he's got a big old sprayer on. He's crop-dusting. Yeah, go right uh, over the road. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. In between all the stuff. Yep. So, uh, I just finished my coffee. You're working on a diet, Dr. Pepper. Uh, we should do a, a risk check. So, what have you got on? So, I have on the new Seiko 5 GMT, the black dial, SSK, I don't know which one. 001 maybe, or... Yeah, Black Dial, Red GMT, and just got it from Topper Jewelers in California. It's a sweet watch. The bracelet on that is uh, it's nice. pretty dope. No need, for, no need for an aftermarket if you don't like the old jangly one from SKX, but I mean, I love that one. But this one's nice. Still has the shitty Seiko clasp, which makes it a little jangly, but that's cool. Yeah. Right, I got on, I'm wearing two watches because I know these two brands are going to be there. I've got on my Brew Retromatic. Which matches his shorts. Which matches my shorts. Uh, that was unintentional. <laughs> and I've also got on my Oris PPX uh, uh, Caliber 400, so the 39mm version in titanium with a great dial. Uh, figure VJ is probably going to be there. And then um, and then John from Brew, so figure I'll rep two of the brands that I know they're going to be there um, and go have some fun. The one that I, I will say, this is a little bit of a preview, so we'll, we'll do a debrief on the drive home. Yes, we are literally doing the Chicago U-turn. We're going up and back in a day because yep. we're insane. But um, I'm really excited to see Zodiac. I don't yeah, know dude, me too. I've been super, super close. I almost bought uh, a Zodiac recently. Um, and then Tom, uh, since he watches, and our Red Bar group just bought one. Um, which 
bought the black dial. I think right? did he buy the the titanium? Yeah, it's the new yeah. titanium. Yeah. But I love all those uh, the funky colors on the Zodiac Sea Wolves are great, and I think they just released a new one, like a white dial. Yeah, I saw that last I night. I just saw it, so yeah. I hope they have that there. Um, but yeah, I, I love those Zodiac Sea Wolves, and they do fun stuff with the colors. Um, but and also, I'm a sucker for a Jubilee, right? Yeah, and they have a really cool Jubilee on it. Check that out, and all Oruses. The yeah. the one that Spence has on is awesome. It's got that awesome clasp mm-hmm. uh, movement, super cool. It's kind of like it, the movement almost looks like it matches the the titanium, which is uh, I think pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. That watch is awesome, um, super light. And this is the first time I got to see it. I haven't seen Spence's in person yet, so yeah, excited to see the stuff from Oris. Um, yeah. Zodiac and Horus, I think, maybe the two biggest. And, like, I don't know everyone that's going to be there, so maybe we'll talk about that on the way home. But, yep. uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff is supposed to be up here. I'm really excited to see Laurier bust, where they did their kind of square dress watch, which I'm really excited to see. They just announced that. Um, and we had Lauren and Lorenzo on probably just over a year ago. They were talking about, I don't know whether it made it on air or not, but we were talk, we, we've talked with them a couple times about a dress watch, and I know Lorenzo's been wanting to do one. So it'd be really cool to see that in person. That'd um, be cool. Not a lot yeah. of micro brands do, you know, put out a dress watch. Yeah. Well, it's got, a, it's got, a tough segment, you know, is. for sure. So and he's got the it's got the guilloche, uh yeah, kind the of dial, which awesome. looks really cool. Like I really want to see that in person. Um, and then I want to see the new Humboldt GMT uh, that uh, oh yeah, that Oscar did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it'd be fun. G Shock's gonna be there. Seiko, um, Citizen. Awesome. There's yeah. There's some. I did see G Shock. I did see that. I saw that they were there. Yeah, I didn't know Seiko was, was there. And then, uh, uh, I, I think, think, like, Raven's there. Raven's, yeah, I think, uh... I think Dryden Washco. They might be, uh, Haim Washco from Chicago yep. is going to be there. Who, Collective Horology is there. Yep. I don't know if... Uh, the Great NATO's there, too. Stuff. I know Jason Heaton's going to be there, so maybe try yeah, to I think those catch up with him. And then I get to see some of our former guests. Uh, Catelyn Schmidt will be there with Norcane. Yep. Um, is that uh, how you say it? Is it Norcane? Yeah, that's how you say it. Yeah, it's Norcane. Um, so she'll be there, and then uh, her partner from Ten and Two, who's with Warren and Wound now, Cat uh, Shoulders, will be there, and then a uh, former guest, uh, Zach Weiss. So it'll be fun to see all those folks in person um, again, or for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. You guys are hearing some rumble strips, probably, as we're entering a construction zone near Maryville. Um, serious if you go i'll go with you and he texted me and was like you're serious i was like yep i'm like i'll go dude let's go it's only what four and a half hours from us yes so it's, it's kind of like, like mid- five hours from you from your house maybe like it said four hours and 47 minutes from my from house, your house? So, yeah, yeah so it wasn't that bad like, and i know we can make better time than that as long as there are too many trucks on 65 so. right um i'm pretty stoked about this uh we'll see how tired we are when we get home later tonight uh but yeah like nice saturday for driving yeah, I'm really excited to see some watches. So we'll uh, no rain yet. No rain yet, and uh, we'll probably just catch everybody up. We'll, we'll probably try to record a little bit with some folks there, and uh, debrief on the way back. So uh, that's a good little intro, I think. Yeah, and uh, we'll catch everybody on the flip side. See, see you guys. later. 
All right, well, as promised, Spence and Zach back in the car. Here we are, back at it. Back at it. Uh, road, on tripping, I- road tripping and podcasting in yep. the cornfields again. Yep, exactly. Uh, these are the cornfields on I-74 between Indy and Cincy. Uh, we waited a little bit to decompress uh, on our, our round trip, but we're on our way back from windup, and I think it was uh, a lot of fun. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool to see lots of stuff in person, meet, put some... Uh, Faces to the Instagram Instagram names and handles. I mean, I recognize a lot of wrists, but not as many faces. Yeah, lots of wrists, lots of cool stuff on the wrists. Yes, um, from paddocks to Seikos. They even saw some bear wrists, which I wasn't expecting to see. I had to watch yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. Hey, maybe they bought something there. Maybe Actually, that's the, where they were coming. There the for. guy with the bear wrists. He did. He had a, like he had a Laco bag. So oh, there we you go. Know, hopefully, he picked something up. Yeah. And, uh, or it was Laco or was yeah Laco was there. Yeah, they were. They were right, they were right next to Formax. Yep. yep. So yeah, he had a Lego bag, so who knows, maybe he bought something, um, which Spence wasn't allowed to while we were there, even though I tried my best to get him to buy something, even if it was for his wife, I was trying to get him to, I was like, hey, dude, get her then, and then. My, my sister was there, she, uh, my sister came up to, uh, say hi and see the nerdery, uh, in action. In person, yeah. In person. Got uh, her she, to try some stuff on. We got her to try some stuff on. She was, she was a big fan of a couple of the Oruses, or I, as it were. Or, um, yeah. the, 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 the new, uh, the New York Harbor limited edition that came out with the green mother of pearl dial. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see that. They didn't, unfortunately, they didn't have any of the steel and gold, uh, aquases, which yeah, I was so really looking forward to seeing. They didn't have Um, I guess they're all out for review or out of retailers already, so that's, that's, kind of unfortunate but also a good thing to hear it was um, cool to see those uh the pastel dial 65s in yeah, person yeah. you see them in pictures but yeah i mean the pastel dials are uh, what do they call that line cotton candy yeah the cotton candy yes yeah. yeah those were cool and the one had some serious patina going on already yeah so Lord, that was Lord shapley was there with his he, i think he's done quite a bit of the like rush patina with the green oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was pretty that was pretty cool yeah um, shout out to oris for the hat yep good looks on yep Yep. On some swag. Yes. Appreciate it. And then, um, so it was cool to see uh, all the brands that we've had on the podcast before in person. So obviously the first booth I stopped at, because they were the first ones in, were uh, Lauren and Lorenzo from Laurier. Yeah. Got to try on their new Zephyr dress watch, which I got to say, in person. Yeah, that Guilloche. That Guilloche dial with the blue hands. Yeah, it was awesome. Was my favorite. The the black one with the the gilt was also really good. Yeah, um, I think the the white with the blue hands was was good. Yep. And then right right next to them was John at Brew. Yep. Uh, so got to see some of the some of the newer metrics in person. He uh, was sharing some of his uh, his newer designs that he had that he's working on on the phone. So in the next three to six months, hopefully we'll be seeing some cool stuff from yeah. him. A um, lot of lot of neat stuff there. Um, and then uh, got to catch up with some of the folks from uh, Warren and Wound. Saw yeah. the folks from the Grain NATO. Yeah. Um, got to talk to Asher from. Collective. And Gabe. Yeah. Gabe and, and Gabe. Asher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to talk to both of them, um, which was cool to meet. Uh, talk to them in person. To talk to Darius from Ben Roos. So, yep. just always great to, um, you know, put put faces with names. Mike with Zodiac was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Bradley Mike. Bradley Price from Autodromo. They were yeah. there too, which was really cool. I was really I was really excited to see one of those uh, the group B's in person because I've seen those on Warren and Wound on Hodinkee. I know our buddy Brodinky is a big fan of that watch, and it's just like I haven't been able to see one in person yeah. yet. So to see that, it, that's that watch is way thinner than I was expecting. It. Yeah, it's pretty thin. It's really thin. It's, I think it's got a Miyota movement, and then the bracelet really comfortable. Yeah, it's um, nice, man. Really I like those. Um, well, and they're unique. Yes. You know, they're unique. So not a lot of people are doing like 
basically a, a full brand of motorsport inspired yeah. stuff, you know. So I think it's cool to, especially good because you don't see those even like at the local, like, at yeah. the Red Bar groups. We, you know, you don't really see Autodromo a lot. No. Um, but yeah, it was some cool stuff, man. Zodiac had all the colors of the rainbow out, which was cool to see. They even um, had the new white one, the new all white yeah, that white just dropped blue. yesterday. That was cool. That was really good. That one was nice. Um, that new titanium um, bracelet and titanium Sea Wolf was was nice. It was cool. That nice, one was nice really bezel good. Bezel action bracelet was was pretty good. The uh, they adjusted the, the spring. It was a spring action on that yeah. class. Yeah, that, those were cool. And I like that they fully loomed that bezel. So not only is it like a bright green, well, yeah, and but it's, it's a fully loomed bright green. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I really like those a lot. Just, it's just not, like as much as I like that watch, it's just, it's not something I know I would end up keeping. Like, yeah, I'd wear it, you know, maybe on vacation, but it's just, you know, it's not, it's not something that would fit with my all black attire yes yeah, so you know the guy I mean? wearing all, all black, black. <laughs> a black hat black sunglasses yeah. black shirt black shorts that's right orange shoes orange shoes yeah. that's so that's right. you like to leave the color to the shoes there we go but uh, yeah so like I, I do really like all those colors but like the watermelons maybe my favorite that they, it's good they've one. done it's good but uh, it's definitely cool to see those the titanium were nice uh, so that was that was cool to see um I think one of the ones that I was really excited to see in person uh, that I think kind of impressed me most was Formex. Yeah, Formex was. So we shout to um, Mike, Mike Scott Watches. Mike Scott Watches. Um, he was there helping out Formex. Um, got to meet Mike in person. Mike had reviewed like the Nereus watch for us. Um, super nice guy. You know, and I think Formex is really, you know, and honestly, like it, they're doing stuff, you know, that I one either hadn't paid attention to or just wasn't you know giving them enough credit for it knowing lots of cool stuff um that like i said to mike i think it'll really push other brands even like brands like oris who are are doing some neat stuff i think it will really help to push all those other brands to to kind of instead of doing like one or two like neat newish things on a model to maybe just kind of put everything you know in in an entire line that they're doing well, I mean, I think that that Reef GMT that we were playing with, and I, know, I like the Reef Diver quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but the GMT one, the dial colors were really, really cool. And the fact that you have the interchangeable bezels that literally just pop right off. Yeah, it's awesome. Like you just you grab them with a fingernail, they pop right off. Unbelievable. Really good bezel action, and they have a, the, the 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 push button quick release clasp. Yeah. Or sorry, micro adjust clasp and quick and release bracelet. Quick release bracelet. Yeah. And they're their straps all have the same type of micro adjust, toolless micro adjust. You yep. can do wallets on wrist. And the one that oh, almost yeah, no, the the, yeah. the point that yeah. they that they use, yeah. micro adjust on wrist. And I think that was that one carbon fiber too. So they or had the micro had adjust two. I don't think wasn't carbon fiber. It was not the carbon fiber. Yeah, but they had the the forged carbon which I actually right. um, if you'll see it you see it on Instagram it has a really sweet blue gradient dial. Oh um, yeah, the I literally turned carbon. and handed it to my sister and was like, "You thought my titanium Horus was light? Just this feels like a toy." Yeah, it felt like it nothing. felt like it was like it's like you felt like you're oh that's a watch strap and there's nothing else yeah, attached like, to it. Like, like feather light, like the yeah. the strap. I think the movement was probably the heaviest thing out of the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe the strap still. I don't Either know. the strap or the movement, but definitely not the watch. Case. No, the, the, so the it was the full carbon case on like um, was it like a Kevlar type strap? Yeah, and, and then it had like a, a it did have a full carbon. 
deployment. Yeah, yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. I saw it on one of the other ones, and I was like, well, I know they wouldn't use plastic. Yeah. Um, and I asked, and he was like, no, it's full carbon. So those were really cool, man. Like, I think it's neat to, to see somebody kind of just, you know, doing things like that, you know. I don't know if anyone else is, you know, like, who's doing a, a full carbon deployment? At that, pri- at that price that, level, especially at that you price level, know, especially like at what nineteen ninety five? Yeah, I think they're like they're under two thousand. Yeah, you get like a Salida chron- chronometer movement. Yeah. I think is what they said were in those like the yeah. SW three hundred. Um, I think the GMT was a Salida chronometer. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean some some cool stuff. Really neat stuff. Um, so I think and, and it was cool to meet uh, their their brand president or their CEO in person as well. Yeah. Um, be cool to have him or their North American head on the show at some point. Dude, did you... So, like, I stood and talked to Darius over at Ben Roos for a while, which I told him, too. I was like, hey, dude, like, if you ever want to yeah. get on, I'm sure they would love oh, to have yeah. you on. That so was, was, like, that yeah, was half sure. of it. was like, who do I want to meet right. that, that yeah, I've like, had hey, on? But then also, come, come on, who, can, who do we want to... So I got to talk to Jason Heat for a little bit. Missed James Stacy. Uh, but he was got super to, busy. Yeah, he was. He was like a obviously. celebrity. Yeah. But I uh, got to connect with all the guys from Warner Wild, Zach Kazan, Zach Weiss, who's been on the show, uh, Blake Bettner, who I've met at a couple of events. Just all really, really cool dudes to meet. Yeah. To, like, be able to see in person. It was a great turnout. Type but, too. Dude, that, so uh, what I was going to say about the Ben Roos, the, the new Type 2 that they just came out with. So it's got a 12-hour bezel, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a bi-directional bezel yep. that's on that. And is the absolute, like, smoothest bi-directional bezel, right? So it's some sort of friction bezel. I I didn't ask them too much about the tech that went into it. Um, But there's no clicks, but it was buttery smooth. Like, absolutely. And, like, I just sat there and just, I was like, dude, this is crazy how smooth and how nice this is. Which, obviously, I said the process to get it there was was a pain in the ass basically but it was just so nice and it wasn't like super loose where it's gonna move on its own but you know for especially because i think that watch is pretty reasonably priced too Mm -hmm. um especially for the specs but man it was just like just so nice and i mean that was probably you know outside of the the reissue of you know the benros type 2 was that bezel action man it was super nice super nice so that was cool to see um got to see they have a model that's coming out later this year um i can't remember what it's called sorry but it was a it was a cool little diver um very like uh 60s 70s vibe so that was that was cool to see um what else did we see well, they had all the collective watches in one place, yes. which was, that was why Gabe and Asher were there. Yeah, displaying um, the collective stuff. And those, like, to see, like, I've seen a couple of them. I, like, obviously, our buddy Dustin has several of them. Yes. Um, but to see all of them in person. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's cool how they had them set up, yeah. you know. It was basically just, and the I felt like you were looking at, like, museum yeah. displays, you know. And, but they had, the, the lighting on them was so good, even with the plexiglass over, yeah. that, like, taking pictures was very easy to do. And that Urwerk, I think I explained to my sister how to read a flying hours. Like, Dude, I wouldn't even. But like I was I like, I think terrible. this is right, but I don't know. Um, yeah. But that watch is so cool in person to see it. Um, just absolutely, absolutely great. And then um, very cool watch. Next time, Asher, if you hear this, wind that watch up so people can see it. I think so. I, I looked at, I checked the time. I don't was know it? if you can. It was. It had the time set right, so it was. So it was like ten after one when we were okay, there. Yeah. So maybe it was. It's just I can't tell whether or not that movie. Yeah, I don't know. Either. <laughs> it's too too uh, 
don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they were recording some episodes. So I think they recorded an episode of, of Born and Wild's podcast or a snippet with BJ while we were there. It was good to see him uh, again since I missed the trip to New York. Um, it was good to see, like, I think they did it with the Great NATO. They were recording with uh, Lauren and Lorenzo, although Lorenzo's voice was yeah, a little bit. Uh, he barely, he couldn't really yeah, talk. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, again, good to see everybody. Um, Oh, they had uh, Laurier had the new uh, Neptune Series Three. Yeah, uh, first one that they've done with a date. So now they have a date and a no date option, and the date uh, uh, has a roulette date wheel, and it now has a fully loomed bezel. Yeah, that's a cool watch. That's a good watch, especially for the price point. Yeah, I don't know how they make money at that price point. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. like it's hard. Like most margins get get pretty yeah. thin, even you know. Didn't matter where you're making them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then what was the one? What's the other one that's called without the bezel? They had was it three six nine dial? It's the uh, it's uh, the Falcon. That's the yeah, new, the Falcon. It's like the series three or series yeah series three Falcon. Uh, I think those because uh, they didn't used to have um, numerals on it. And no. Now it does, and I think yeah, they're yeah. loomed numerals, which is yeah, they were loomed. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool watch. A little small for me, but I have big wrists, so Spence could have pulled it off. Yeah. Actually, he took it. You took a picture and posted it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, is that one thirty six or that one's thirty six? Thirty six, yeah, thirty yeah. six. Too small for me. Like I've had thirty six, just too small. Yeah, like stick like thirty nine. If it's a non diver, forty and up. If it's a diver, yeah. But yeah, lots of neat stuff, man. Lots of see lots of stuff in person. Um, G Shock had tons of cool stuff they there. Did. They had lots. What that new MRG that's like full titanium. Yes. They actually said they had. I don't. I should have asked them if they would. Sell, I don't think they would have sold it. Said it was the last one that they had. Yeah, like in that's the US, available yeah. in the U.S. right now. And they sold out of the black one, which uh, my our buddy uh, Lahana NATO picked up. He has oh, the, the, the full black really? titanium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he picked that up, which is well, it's did. just a straight up flex. I think I he's. I think he said Warren and Wound just got that full. Yeah. The full titanium one in right because yep, they're, they're a dealer. Yeah. And they just got it in like today there. Um, I guess I don't know how the hell they, how the hell do they get it there for the show if they just got it in or maybe, maybe I don't know maybe it's yeah. a shock yeah. yeah but um that was super cool didn't ask if it was for sale but if it was Warner Miles it probably would have been for yeah. sale like well, if it was theirs and the thing that I think impressed me most about that is like I've I've worn I mean I've obviously a Casio versus a G Shock versus a, a, a Mount G yeah it just but like the bracelet on that thing it was nice it was. I mean, I guess that's a four thousand dollars G Shock, so like it should be nice. But yeah, like, damn, are they? That yeah, they're, yeah, those, uh, they're, they're I up there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the bracelet's actually like it was nice. It's impressive. No, it was really nice. It had a cool clasp. Yeah. Um, it was really light, but like it didn't feel you know it didn't feel cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yes. The bracelet was nice though, and that's kind of I think what always keeps me from really wearing the G Shocks that I've owned, mm-hmm. or like actually putting them in a rotation is. Just something about that resin strap just doesn't do it for me. So it's, it's funny, like in certain scenarios, I kind of prefer that. So for a while, um, I was kind of joking, like I would. We have a, an exercise bike in the basement that I was. They you start doing you it don't again. Use, yeah. I don't use it anymore. But for a while there, it, your wife it, tell you that I like, was hey, using. Yeah, I was. I was using it almost bike. daily. And I was joking. I was like, I wear my G-Shock more than well, I wear anything else because yeah. I would wear it every day yeah. while I would do that. Um, and I, it's it's one of if not the only watch I can wear when I golf because otherwise yeah, it's too heavy. Uh, it's too, it's, too, it, it's not, I'll get like, I swing way too hard. So yeah. like I'll get severe tennis elbow from wearing, like I, nice I learned shit. that I, I have my old uh, citizen eco drive diver. That's a, a monoblock case. Yeah. It's not a very big one. It's not a very thick one, but like 
I wore that when I was when we were living up in Indiana in a golf league I was in. It's like, man, I had just like really, really bad tennis elbow from it. And I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a doctor, and he's like, he's like, did you do anything different this year versus last year? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I, was like, I bought a watch. He was like, I don't know, man. Take the watch off. And I did, and it, went, it fixed it. I was like, man, I yeah. can't. So, like, anything heavier than a G-Shock, I can't wear golf when I golf because yeah. I swing too hard. I, also, I, I think there's a lot of people that just, they don't wear anything on their wrist, you know, when yeah. they're golfing. Yeah, but there were... For that reason, maybe. It was It was fun getting my sister and her friend to try on some watches. They they liked the Horace Cotton Candy, I think, yeah. quite a bit because those are just fun colors and pretty cool. Girl, um, I mean, I would wear them, but, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, they're a little... Little yeah. feminine with the you know the the bronze case yeah. which is like gold color but let's be honest they were just there trying to find themselves a man <laughs> instead of a, a watch I'm just kidding instead of a watch but no yeah and like those were I think those were the thirty six weren't they was there thirty six thirty six or thirty seven I think they're thirty six they're thirty seven someone can maybe they're thirty eight. Yeah, maybe, I don't maybe. Know, whichever one they're they're know. a good small they're like they're yeah, a size they're like that's a good, like not too small but not too big yeah um, but, but it was, was cool to see the whole aquas line yeah I really still like I really like that green dial the, the aquas hawk if you will yeah I like, I like that one a lot well they um, had that one and then they have that one limited edition for I can't remember what river it is in Korea but was that one. that blue one no um, what was that blue one that was sitting up? did you see that one that was the, kind of yeah, yeah 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 that was I the, think it's that limited edition that was the monkey king one so like when they did the art dial one the cloisonne dial they yeah. did this one as well with it that one had a phenomenal dial. yeah it has a really good dial but there's a, a there's a uh, can't remember the name of the river in the, but there's like a green and it has the small seconds instead of the like center seconds that's the, the green LE that they've done uh, okay um Dude, I, I really like that mother of that green mother of pearl they did. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's just it's just a different dial texture, and it's uh, we're gonna have VJ on here in a couple of weeks, and he'll tell a little bit more about how they did. it. I think it's a really neat process on how they got that look. Yeah. Because mother of pearl isn't green. Right. So. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. I think. Yeah. And I think it's cool for I think it's cool to see Oris do something, and especially in the Aquas line, something be sun. And I know not all of them are sunburst. Yeah. You know they've had the matte dials, but like. I like matte dials, especially yeah. on like a tool watch. Yeah. Um, but I just prefer matte dials yeah. overall. So like my personal preference would see every tool watch having matte dials. Yes. So that's why I really like those uh, the pastel ones because they're yeah. like very matte, but still like not like boring. You know what yeah. I mean? They're all like they are pretty deep in color. Yes. Now. Like they're nice. I, I like those a lot. But it was fun too. I, I didn't really hang too much around the, the Norcade booth because we, you know, got a, our own private showing. Right. Um, a, a week ago, we got to chat with Kat. It was good to see her again. Good yeah, to whoever see that girl was that just looked at me when I walked up to try <laughs> watches on. Like, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Was, we, was, I stopped there to, to look at them right before like we left for the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think they did some cool stuff. It's different, you know, again, to, to see those in person. I didn't make the Red Bar meetup. So I didn't get to see, you know, yeah. the, all the stuff there. Um, especially those, I, I really like that, their, those chronos. Their chronos are good. The 40 millimeter is fantastic. Yeah. That new 40 millimeter size wears really well yeah. on the H-Link bracelet. Um, I was, I don't want to say I was kind of disappointed you didn't get, you didn't get to see it because they sold out of them was the Night Sight, the one with the fully loomed dial. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't see the Night, she goes, yeah, we didn't bring enough. I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I'm not really that shocked. I but. did. I like that skeleton dial one yeah. they did too. I think that's a cool look. Yeah, some like people and some, oh, it's, you know, because of AP's popularity. No, like they've made skeleton dials forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, AP has kind of brought it back because, you know, like right when 
I got into watches back in the day, like skeleton dials, everyone was like, ew. Oh, yeah. Skeleton dials. You know, it's kind of come back in vogue a little bit, if you will. Um, but I still, like, I think it was cool, you know. Yeah. It's not like, it's a nice movement, you know, that you're seeing through it all. But yeah, I think that one's a cool watch. That might be my favorite one that they do is that skeleton dial. That one's And really that Chrono's cool, too. I really like that one a lot. Yeah, and then it was like, like I said, for me, it was nice to catch up with Cat, her cohort, her co-host from uh, Ten and Two, because oh, I got yeah, to meet yeah. Cat for the first time when we were all in Vale, and she's now working with Warren and Mom, so she was the one coordinating all of the podcast, all the live recordings. She was producing all of that, uh, which was neat to see her kind of doing that, uh, like working in her element. Yeah, that's cool. But um, it was fun to just kind of be there as a watch nerd, like I. I didn't go there to record. Like it would have right. been cool to record with people, and I think maybe next time we go up, yeah, try to be there for a, for more record. than a day and actually record. Because I know, you know, we we thought about doing that, just didn't get this lined up until the very last minute. But um, yeah, hang out with people. Yeah. Like uh, shout out to what, what's the name of it? Fluted bezel. Fluted bezel. We got down to see Texas. Boy, he was down the first. Texas. Yeah, I was talking about him. I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure they're there. First person I see when yep. I walk in. Wearing a bright orange Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, but they were on and the his, whole crew. What is, is, what's their uh, pocket? Uh, watch cringe. Yeah, the whole watch cringe. All those guys yep. were wearing some super cringy Hawaiian outfits. Yep. Um, but hey, you know, what, whatever his, works. His Ublo service watch. Yeah, Ublo service watch yeah. with some uh, not for sale. Some Travis Scott Jordan ones. Yeah. Get down with that. But yeah, so like that was super cool. But yeah, I think it would be cool to, you know go there, spend the weekend, you know, to connect with those people, you know, outside of just yeah. that couple hours of the show. Um, so definitely maybe New York coming up, make a trip out of that. Yeah. The, uh, what was the other fun one? I had to plan that before 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, the, day before. the night before, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's um, not exactly a quick drive. No, it, you know, we couldn't do that. It's not a long flight, but uh, getting yeah. to... <laughs> the flight would be like the drive yeah. to Chicago. No, I was... I, the space they had I mean it was kind of it's just outside like in the west loop kind of like in a more industrial area but like really awesome space it was a cool space surprisingly good lighting in most yeah. situations surprisingly uh, large like I didn't think yeah. I didn't I wasn't imagining like such a big large space yeah. but it was it was crowded like they had a really good crowd they but did it didn't parking feel, lot was like packed yeah but it didn't feel claustrophobic no it didn't like feel there was crowded. plenty of space to move around you could get around to see the watches you could pick stuff up you could try it on uh, you got to take a selfie with Forest Bear, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, like, just really, really, really well-executed event. Um, and it was funny because I was talking with Zach Weiss about that. He goes, yeah, he's like, we, we wanted, we found this venue, actually, we were supposed to do this in 2020, when we came out here for a scouting trip oh, in, like, in late 2019. Yeah. He's like, but then COVID happened, and he's like, we were like, well, we'd love to be able to, like, grow into this space. And there was, like, with all the demand, since we have we weren't able to do it for two years, he's like, I think we need a space that size. And he goes, right. Because it's the biggest space we've been in, and it's it's busy, it's full. Everyone's doing like having a great time. Like yeah. they had a bar, they had like the, the the podcast area that was behind closed doors for good for better acoustics. Just it was a it was a really really fun, really well organized event. Yeah, it was um, a cool venue. And I th I think just really need to see that many different watch brands in person. I think the craziest thing walking around though was seeing people like I saw a uh, you know, plenty of Datejusts, plenty of subs. Yeah. Did we, we saw a couple of Pateks. Yeah, I think there was a uh, 5712. Yep. Um, then we saw, like, No Watch Guy. You saw No Watch Guy? Oh, uh, I saw a white dial. What's the big the big 24-hour Rolex? I am blanking on it because it's been a long-ass day. Um, see, 
no, the no sky GMT. dweller sky yeah i saw a couple i actually I saw, saw a I white saw, sky dweller i saw a blue sky dweller. oh we saw two sky dwellers then yeah who was that guy he was standing by bruise when we got there i think that was the first time i saw yeah. him uh yeah so lots of cool stuff lots of micro brand stuff obviously you yeah. know that's you know the target there right micro and indies um yeah but yeah the paddock Honestly, man, I was just like, I wasn't staring at people's wrists, you know. Like, yep. it's cool to check out. Maybe, you know, you see, like the paddock walk by you and orange, the orange paddock struggle. Yeah, so, you recognize that. Yeah, like, like I didn't have to see the watch to know yeah. what he was wearing, you know. Um, but yeah. Well, they had other stuff. I mean, a couple of a couple of whiskey brands there. Yeah, they, uh, shoe company. Yeah, there was a shoe company there. Standard H was there. Right. Yeah, uh, which was cool. Monta was there. Yeah. Checked some of that stuff out. Yep. Uh, great stuff. I think they do cool stuff too, right? They, I think they really push it for, you know, the small micro brands. Where, um, you know, I don't really know. Like, I don't know how small Formex is. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, they got they got a guy in North America. And they've got their 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 uh, CEO in in Switzerland. So I mean, they're right. they're yeah. I mean, they got to be pretty large. Yeah. You know, but like, I don't know. You know, relative to Monta, but. Just think, Monta, you know, has really, they really probably pushed some of these like smaller um, brands as far as quality goes, right? Because the just the quality of Monta's finishing, I think, is really in the micro brand and maybe even you know getting into the independent yeah. space. The quality of finishing of like case and bracelets and that kind of stuff is kind of hard to beat. Well, um, just super high quality. And we got to see uh, see Chase from Oaken Oscar. I really like. The new uh, the new Humboldt GMT. Yes, yeah, nice. got to try that on in person. Really yeah. excellent bezel action. And I I told him I was like the the micro adjust class really takes it to the next level because that was in my opinion when I had the original Humboldt in. It's like this is a great watch, but it's just like for for the price point that you're at, like the one thing that let me down on that original one was the clasp. Yeah, and the fact that he's got a toolless micro adjust now and a really good machined clasp like that really kind of put it over the edge. It's like that's a fantastic watch. I also really like the white dial with like yeah. the way they did like the inner like inner loom so you could keep track of the hours and then he did have one of their I mean obviously they sold them out in like right away but I think they like they had 10 originally yeah, the, the new brass watches yeah. that was really cool to see that in person cool. and that brass unlike a bronze that usually has like a, a machined finish yeah. almost a very very high polish on that yeah. which was really neat to see well, like, might be a little challenging to read the time on but that's not why it would be watch. yeah it is why, <laughs> because I, I think what they do very well uh, and have always done is just like the attention to detail, right? Which is super important when you know we're all looking at these little tiny machines on our wrists, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think uh, Chase's attention to detail with what he does and new designs mm-hmm. uh, is, is phenomenal. So, um, Oak and Oscar, I think it does cool stuff with that and that you know they're doing some of trying to do some of the stuff in house like those bezels were made in house so they make those dial the dial in house too ah uh, they might have I, I can't remember so. if they made them but yeah the dial was great well um, and Nate was there working on some stuff they're their watch their in house watchmaker yeah. um, who was there doing some, I mean size people who were buying he was sizing bracelets for them like he had a movement apart at some point like just like had all like has tools right there yeah he was doing like live doing, yeah doing a live uh, service like just, live yeah. service something we didn't get to see that but um yeah lots of cool stuff man it's a very cool event um 
definitely people like go to one for sure if you can't if it's close, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a, it was great. I mean, think about it. We drove. It ended up being about five hours plus yeah. on the way there, thanks to some good old-fashioned Chicago traffic and yeah. construction. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna make really good time on the way home because we didn't run into any of that. Yeah. Um, so we drove. Yeah. yeah, we drove five hours twice in a yeah. day to do this. So, what's your excuse to not? Like, yeah. Exactly. What's your excuse, guys? Yeah. Where were you at? We yeah. had two more seats back here. We guys. did. If I had moved the car seats. Yeah. Three. If we had moved the base. Yeah. Get the car seat. Yeah. Base out. You guys could have just everyone. Been I mean, we could have put Mike Lynn in one of them and Gelato Mancer in the other one. Yeah. You could have put them both in. Michael yep. and Noah definitely could have fit back there. They definitely could have fit back. And there. then they could have put their dad John in the middle. Yep. That would have been. Happen. That yep. would have been probably the play. But no. Strap Nick to the roof. Yeah. Nick would definitely need to go on the roof. <laughs> But no, no one, just, just two lone soldiers on the highway to Chicago. Yep. Just two lonely Cincy Red Bar guys yep. making the track. Although we somehow missed Seoul because in, in typical yeah. Seoul fashion, we're like, like this like this place is big, but isn't that big. I was like, where are you guys? Oh, I'll text you. He's like, we just got off of a dive. I was like, yeah. you serious? You did. You went, you went diving in Lake Michigan. That's yeah. why we missed you. Went <laughs> to do real man adventure yeah. stuff while we're just at this yeah. lowly little air-conditioned watch event. Although it didn't really need the air. Cool. Chicago weather was absolutely yeah, it was beautiful. Nice. It was 73 change, degrees. Change for Chicago. So awesome. But yeah, so Crystal out diving, probably like using his watches as they're yep. intended. It, it's exactly. ridiculous. Next time, dude, just have a drink and come to the watch event. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, so it's too bad we missed him, but we'll see him at some point, I'm sure, again soon. Um, I'm sure there's one other thing. Oh, we had a pretty nice little... Uh, was that lunch, dinner? Yeah, what was it? Because we didn't really eat anything. It's like, we're, we're about ready to say, how oh, we probably yeah. need to get going. I'm starving, so... Uh, what was, what that? was, what was uh, that place called? Kaiser Tiger? Yeah, that was good. A wild boar sausage? Yeah. It was really good. I had a delicious chicken sandwich with cracked pepper bacon, Swiss cheese, and some delicious... Fresh, they called them Belgian cut fries, but they were just fresh cut fries, guys. Yeah. They were really good. Yes, they were. Some curry ketchup. I tried it. My I, wife will probably be surprised to hear that I tried something like that. <laughs> Not a fan. Didn't I didn't eat it anymore. I did the Chipotle mayo. Yeah. Big, yeah. That actually, it's like almost like a fry sauce. Yeah, Which fry sauces are fun. I can't do mayo, dude. It's like white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it, man. I just don't. Not a big like sauce guy, dude. Like just just eat the fries. Man. Yeah, just give me a Matt Dial watch and some fries without any anything. Kind of salt. Yeah, fine. But you probably need some salt though. Yes, definitely salt. Okay. But no, they were like seasoned. They had a good season. They did. It was yeah. good food. Nice little. They were quick. Yeah. Because we were there at a really weird time. We were. There was a lot of weird people watching it happening. Was weird people. But there was also, let's preface that with there was some sort of. We only figured out it was a music festival yes. after we had driven around this whole park because they had fences up all around it. You could barely see in it. Yeah. We could see there were like tents or like we saw like some tequila company. So we could see that. But when we came around, there was finally something on one of the entrances that said something music festival. Pitchfork music yeah, festival? Pitch, yeah, Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Something like that. Um, so there was definitely... Um, you know, some some good, interesting people watching. But there were also people there who looked like they just came from a wedding. Yes. It was, yeah, it was weird. So <laughs> and then there was us. A guy in a business suit, and then we were just in the corner yep. eating our fries. Exactly. It was, so. it was uh, yeah. But it was an awesome spot. 
Check it out if you're ever in the West yeah, Loop. Yeah, and uh, thanks to my sister or her friends for the recommendation, yeah, whoever it was. Your sister doesn't hang out in the West Loop. She does not. Uh, I don't know anything my about brother, Chicago. My brother definitely doesn't hang out in the definitely West Definitely does not. Um, but it was... I learned that see, today. We didn't see him. We saw my sister. We didn't see my brother. So, uh, come yeah. on, Matt. Um, but the uh, the funnier thing was is we called and said, is there any good for you? She was like, I don't really go there. Like, you're, I don't know what's yeah. over there. You're so far south. Um, which we're three miles north of U.S. Cellular, or what a guaranteed rate field for the White yeah. Sox. It's like, we're not that far south. No, it was not far south. But then they're like, then oh, again. I've been to Kaiser Tiger. Oh, we've been there. Oh, yeah, they recommend some, some pizza it was place. Like less than, it was less than half a mile away. Yeah, but, So, like, it wasn't that far. But if you recommend me a pizza place in Chicago and it's not deep dish, I don't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we'd still be there for the deep dish. That's yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if, if I'm in Chicago and I say, what about pizza? And it's like, thing, oh, what about, I don't want thing crust. In, I want deep dish. I want deep dish in Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. So, next time, please come with some real pizza, real Chicago pizza recommendations. Well, maybe next time we just stay the night so we can actually oh, go yeah. get deep dish. <laughs> That's probably that. part of it. Yeah. yeah, we'd probably be getting hammered with Watch Cringe yeah. and Mike and just all kinds of people. Um, you know, do that next time. Yeah, for sure. Maybe in New York. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Try that. Well, it's it's still going. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, we we, we uh, yeah, I think we successfully quite. summed up yeah, over the, the trip. trip. I'd say it was a successful trip. Yeah. No, it's cool. I like yeah. I like I said, I've never been to one. You know, so the other ones are in New York. You know, which isn't too far, but then like San Fran. You know, bring it to the Midwest. I, yeah, I felt like because our whole group talked about it. No one ever like we didn't plan anything. So then we were just talking about it the night before and. But you know, I mean, me and Spence just had the balls to do it. So well, that's, that's how our meetups go, too. Like, yeah. we don't actually meet. We kind of meet, but we kind of don't. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen. And we're like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. let's go ahead and figure it out. Exactly. Or it gets planned, like, three months ahead. Yeah. And it's the stupid title of our chat for, like, um, <laughs> fucking three months. And, like, I got to look at that every single time. But I will say, I appreciate that only because how many times is it gets, when is it again? What time? Where? Like, that is true. Screw it. We're just putting it in the title. There's only certain people that don't remember that kind of stuff. Um, we won't name names. No, we won't name names yet. But yeah. anyway, it was it was fun. Uh, we're we're not quite home yet. No, but, we're uh, almost. We're getting there. We're getting close. We're in Batesville. Things are looking familiar. Yeah. Just past the casket company. Yeah. We're good. Things are looking familiar. So next time, uh, next time there's a watch fair near you, go to it. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy it. Definitely. Highly cool. recommended by Spence and Zach. So for sure. Until next time, we'll catch everybody later. See ya.